everyone, David James Young here for another week of All My Friends Are in Bar Bands. Thanks so much for tuning in and checking this out. Really appreciate your time. And uh, congratulations to everyone in the extended LGBTIQ community, myself included. We fucking showed those bastards this week, and that is super, super exciting. Got a good one for you this week with a couple of the crew from Brisbane band Wax. W-A-A-X. You've probably seen their name around quite a bit. Uh, Killing it on the festival circuit with June Rats and going on tour with Fallout Boy at the start of next year. They are, yeah, definitely one of the most exciting and fun-to-watch rock bands in the country right now. And, uh, yeah, thanks to the wonderful people at Mucho Bravado for making this happen. We had this chat a few months back uh, while the band were in town for a national tour. They played at uh, Brighton Up that night. And uh, if you're listening to this the day it comes out, they will be playing at the Chippendale Hotel tonight in Sydney, and they are, yeah, doing a quick run of national dates uh, to cap off the end of the year. So if that is of interest, uh, head over to Facebook, Twitter, Wax, you, you know where to find them, Wax the Band, uh, Instagram, I believe you'll find them, same name, etc. If you haven't seen them before, I strongly, strongly recommend getting over and checking out one of their shows. So yeah, today we had a chat with Maz, the band's lead singer, as well as Chris, one of the band's guitarists, and Tom, the band's drummer. Had never met any of this crew before. Uh, All super, super lovely people, and uh, yeah, I I really enjoy doing these. Like, uh, obviously, there's plenty to talk about with people that I've known for quite some time, but to go in basically blind and to be chatting with people that I barely know anything about and kind of getting their story from that is a really, really cool experience, and so I'm glad that I get to do that, and I'm also super glad that I get to share it with you guys as well. So, before we get into this week's episode with Wax, just a quick reminder, this podcast is made possible with the help and the support from people just like yourselves. If you like what you've heard, please, please, please uh, rate and review and subscribe over on Apple Podcasts, Uh, share it around via maybe word of mouth or anything on social media. However you want to get the word out, anything is appreciated. If you are digging what you've heard and you think maybe you have a couple of friends who might feel the same. And of course, if you want to go to the next level, you can always become a subscriber and a supporter on Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you can help keep this podcast afloat and uh, help with all the bills and excesses that come with the uh, yeah financial stability of this podcast, we'll call it. Uh, yeah. All of it's made possible thanks to you guys, and it is really, really appreciated. So if that is of interest please head on over to patreon.com slash barbands. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash b-a-r-b-a-n-d-s. All right, folks, enough admin. Let's get into this week's chat with Wax.
I'm David James Young, and all my friends are in bar bands. Today, I'd like to introduce you to my friends, Wax. Hey, hey how's it going? How you doing? Very well, thank you. Please introduce yourselves. Hey, I'm Chris. I'm Maz. I'm Tom. It is Friday afternoon. We're here in Sydney. Wax are here on their EP tour. How's it all been going so far? Few shows in. Uh, it's been pretty amazing, to be honest. More than what we expected. Like a couple of sold-out shows, and the ones that we've played as of late have just been amazing. So many people coming out. It's been fantastic. Yeah, we're, we were not expecting the response that we've had. So it's mm. it's yeah, it's been a really nice surprise and. Everybody's been really proud of us and um, supportive. So, yeah, no, it's been really, really good. Unreal. And a couple of massive tour announcements as well this week yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been a big week. <laughs> a couple more surprises there. Yeah. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> yeah, it's all happened. Where do the secrets end? <laughs> uh, we don't know because we only found out about the Fallout Boy thing like 48 hours ago. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, do you want to do this? They're announcing it tomorrow. And we were huh. like, yeah. 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 <laughs> Let me think. <laughs> no, it's been a, it's been a wild roller coaster the last couple of days. Unreal. That's so cool. Well, thank you for taking the time to chat to us today. Really appreciate your time, guys. No worries, man. Uh, so I start these by uh, tracing back the initial interest in music, specifically where it changed from being something that maybe you're watching on TV or you're listening to on the radio or whatever to being something that you actually wanted to do where you're just like this is what I wanted I want to be a musician I want to play guitar sing be in a band whatever so start this side of the table tell us about yeah how music kind of affected into your growing up and childhood and if there was like a, a switch on moment it was really around things like the radio and TV is what kind of like got me tuned into music um, it wasn't so much like you know I had a family that was very musical or anything like that yeah. Even though, like, I, I did have, like, my dad um, played, you know, instruments in the army and stuff like that. My brothers oh, did cool. pick up instruments um, in high school. And, in fact, it, because of that, it kind of delayed, you know, me getting into, you know, playing the guitar and stuff. Because, you know, I would, I would pester my parents about getting a guitar. And um, they would just tell me, like, oh, your brother's picked up instruments. They dropped it. You're just going to be the same. We're not, we're not going to buy you a guitar. I'm like, <laughs> oh, come on. So it, it took me a while, not till I was... In about grade 10 or 11. Right. Is when I, I started learning guitar. And that's when I, I really thought to myself, like, you know what? I really want to do this. And I recall after high school, you have to go through that whole pick a career thing. You know, my dad was asking, like, what is it you want to do? Mm. And I couldn't just tell him, you know, I want to be a musician because they just wouldn't fly. Yeah, uh, sure. So I did the next best thing and suggested, like, oh, how about, you know, music production and audio engineering? And so I got into that to really just understand music so much more mm. and just to kind of help out with um, my, my own development. And um, yeah, so it would have been around, you know, late high school. Yeah, right. As what about you? Um, so I kind of grew up with music my whole life. My dad sure. played in a band. He was a drummer. From since I can remember, they were rehearsing in the granny flat out back. And I remember being at gigs and things like that when I was a child running around at soundcheck so it was just always really a part of my life I first picked up an instrument when I was in year one I played piano and then I dropped that because I got bored I was a little kid and I was like oh this is boring I kind of wish I kept going because I was pretty good for my age music came back into my life when I was about 11 or 12 I picked up bass for the first time mm -hmm. and then when I was about 15 I taught myself a bit of guitar and keyboards so all through high school I played in jazz bands little side projects and stuff like that 
as a bass player. I always sung. It was uh, singing was always a part of my life, but I never really took it that seriously. In fact, music was just so a part of my subconscious that I never really thought of it as a career prospect. So when I hit about like 19, I'd been playing in a couple of bands, and I thought maybe I could pursue this because hmm. I, I, I was um, my, my goals in life at that point was to, was to become a graphic designer, and so I was like my heart was set on doing that, um, and music was just always in the background. But I'd always been writing songs since I was about 14 or 15 every day after school, and I never really thought anything of it. It was just something that I did. Mm. I yeah, started taking it seriously when I went to Splendor in 2012. I was on a couple of drugs, and I was like... <laughs> like um, you do. Yeah, and I was like watching Husky or something. Right. And I was like, I could do that. Like, oh, that looks good. <laughs> like, I want to fucking play Splendor. So from that point on, I really took it seriously and started, like, actually writing down the words of my songs and playing around and then yeah kind of went from there sure Tom my mum was a cellist right in the Man- Manchester Symphony Orchestra when she was a no shit yeah <laughs> she was quite quite good she was a first chair and uh, like played with Ray Charles and Aretha Franklin and Ooh. all kinds of stuff so she had a really big musical background then she moved to Australia and met my dad and stuff and stopped playing completely but she was really into music so I grew up on Stevie Wonder right. Simply Red mm. Sting and The Police and yeah. all kinds of random jazz music that she sure, was really yeah, into because yeah. when she was a kid her dad was like the classic one who right. like taught piano and was like you know head of music at mm. 50 schools or whatever and yeah, like, yeah. like listening to jazz was like you couldn't do it mm. so for like for her listening to the Beatles would be like listening to death metal for like <laughs> to, to regular parents you know what I mean yeah so like, sure she, yeah, jazz for her was rebellious sort of right, thing so wow. she got really into like all that so that's how I grew up like listening to music and I was always really into it I remember like getting my first iPod and but she always used to try and make me play things or like not make me but just like suggest guitar or piano or singing and I was in a couple choirs and I right, did yeah. a few guitar lessons but I was just so inattentive and couldn't really stick to it. Right. And then when I was six, so I was like really into music, just not playing it. I don't, mm. you know, figured I'd just play my iPod forever. <laughs> and I was 16, and my sister tried playing drums for a couple of years, so we had a kit in the garage or something. Yeah. Just hidden away. And a friend of mine and me were like really into metal, really into Metallica and stuff. Yeah. And he was like, I'm going to learn how to play guitar. So that's all we do after school every day was just like listen to music and talk about it. Yeah, sure. I was like, I'm gonna listen, I'm gonna learn how to play guitar. I just, I'm gonna buy one. Um, you should learn how to play drums because you have that drum kit. And I was like, that was what t- it took. I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like my mom was pretty annoyed that it was him that got me to get into it. Um, and then I just kind of set it up. I had I had to have my sister help me like show me where all the things went. Yeah. Um, I remember I put my ride like four feet in the air and a yeah. friend of mine came over and was like, nah, that goes down here and yeah, stuff right. like that. So I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> started hitting shit. And I really liked it because there was no rules for drums. Yeah. Like, there's no, you can't get like the note wrong. Yeah. Mean, you can play bad, but you can't hit something. It sounds like the thing you hit sort of yeah, thing. Sure. Obviously, there's more to it than that. But at the time, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I kind of just kept going from there. I decided I wanted to study it. So I just practiced like eight, nine hours every single day for my Whoa. last two years of high school. So I, I was like, I'm a late bloomer, so if I want to do this, and I really did. Yeah, right. I need to catch up as fast as I can. I started playing, I like dropped out of three subjects in grade 12 and started playing for all the 
like music students who I was not like God in damn. that curriculum at all. Some whiplash shit right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just like played for their things badly in that, and then I eventually got into uni, and that's where I got to play a lot more than I was yeah. before. So I played like nine bands and just worked myself. Fucking hell! Yeah, wow. And yeah, my mess. Did you guys? So you didn't grow up in the same sort of area? Ooh. Yeah. All from different well, necks of the woods, really. Well, yeah, right. yeah. We we were both from the Gold Coast, but in completely separate. We were different ages. In like, different quite worlds, a bit of it. really. Yeah. It's like I, we learned of each other. Being, we learned that we were close to each other uh, geographically after the fact. Not yeah, like right. on the Gold Coast. It was only like hanging in Brisbane and stuff like that. We realized, yeah. oh, you were on the Gold mm. Coast too. Yeah, yeah. It's always so, the way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you all met in Brisbane? Uh, yeah. Yes. Sort of. Yeah, well... But, the band's been going for four years, but obviously there's been a couple of lineup changes uh, in that time period. Tom and I are probably the only like longest running members in the band, but right. the, the rest of the guys that are in the current lineup joined in uh, two, two years, years ago. Yeah. It's been really good. We're really we're really happy with everyone who's in the band at the moment. Like, couldn't change it for the world, man. It's yeah. it's so special, and I think all those growing pains make you a stronger person, anywho. So yeah, right. Yeah. So being being from the Gold Coast, was it the kind of thing where you kind of really had to to make your own entertainment? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, it. We that's, always talk about that, like yeah, the, the isolation. Isolation is the biggest thing. Yeah. It's um it's contributed to us just like well speaking for myself, just kind of bunkering down and just playing guitars for hours on end because there was nothing yeah. else to do you know like if you're from the Gold Coast and you're not into the surf and the sun then it's yeah. you know you're obviously kind of to yourself and doing a lot of things you know like just spending time in your bedroom playing guitar or something like that yeah, yeah. yeah. same with me man like I went to a really small Catholic school and it wasn't very arts driven at all and music class was a punish there I still did it but like it was always after school that yeah. I that I really got to be creative or outside of school and all my friends that ended up being creatives were from different schools anyway. I think going to a Catholic school is like pretty limiting. But also I think it helped me become the person that I am. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So where did you grow up from? I grew up in Brisbane. I was born in Perth and moved over when I was three. Right. Um, yeah, I kind of a weird childhood my parents got bored really easily and moved house basically every time the rent the lease was up yeah, so sure. I lived in like 20 something houses in Brisbane in no kidding, yeah. 18 years yeah. wow. but always pretty much in the same area right yeah 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 and was it the same sort of thing for you where you know like like were you, were you kind of near I, the city or anything like that did you get out to shows I, I was much, in Indrapilly really for me music was a very private thing Sure, I yeah. didn't like I you know talked about it with my friends and stuff but it was like everything I did in my spare time yeah was music related but I didn't talk about it I didn't okay. like get it like, apart from like kind of playing things in the car on the way to school Indra was a pretty like artsy school though yeah it was cool. which was cool there was a lot of like the first couple of bands I tried in high school was when I just started playing drums and I was playing like I was trying to play like hardcore music basically yeah, like yeah. all my friends were into like Parkway Drive and stuff oh, like sure, that oh sure yeah and I was like well <laughs> gotta play with someone yeah. <laughs> can't beat them join them yeah, yeah. literally um, but oh I don't know like I, th I think for me I always kind of struggled to st stick with something yeah hobby wise drums is really even to this day the only thing that I've kept going with yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, like all spawn I got bored of all I used to like painting and stuff, but I got bored of that. And so that's the thing. If you find something that you know isn't sure and you want to do every day, 
as much as humanly possible, then that's probably the thing you should do. Yeah, totally. That's why I ran with it. So when was the first time that you each played live for the very first time? Uh, For me, it was... Ah, jeez, I can't recall the year. Probably 2011, 2012, maybe. Yeah, right. It was at... um, the Orient Hotel in Brisbane, and it was one of those snitch nights that Destroyer Lions used to organize. Oh, sure, yep. yeah. Yeah, so like much like Tom, uh, earlier days, a lot of heavy, hardcore kind of stuff. Yeah, we, it was opening for Wish for Wings. Oh, um, shit, yeah. that's a name I haven't heard in pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah it's, it's, that was the first time I played live in front of people. Yeah, yeah right. Huh? The first time I played... I was probably when I was like five years old at a piano recital. <laughs> it was at some retirement village. Um, <laughs> apart from that, amazing. Apart from that, I think I think um, when I started playing in front of a bigger crowd was probably in high school when I played in jazz bands and stuff. What were you playing in the jazz band? Bass, bass. Um, no, like double bass? Uh, no, just like electric bass. Yeah. I uh, just like four string. Just like um, yeah, I was really into playing You're a that great stuff. Bass Thank you. Uh, I do try it. Although Griff has my bass at the moment, our bass player borrows my bass. Um, but yeah, um, but yeah. And then oh, my first like actual gig gig was probably um, I played in a country band as a bass player, and uh, oh, when shit. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like nineteen. Um, yeah, at some venue on the Gold Coast. Amazing. Yeah. Tom, uh, high school grade. I think 12, I think I'd been playing for like a year or something. Maybe maybe it was 11, I don't know. Yeah. Um, we played a cover of When I Come Around by Green Day. Fuck yeah. And <laughs> they needed a drummer in their music class and they were all taken, so they got me. Nice. And they sucked. <laughs> Actually, I do remember like having a pretty cool moment when we went to rehearse and like a couple of my friends didn't hadn't ever seen me play drums before and they didn't know that I'd been playing literally every waking hour. Yeah. So wow. they thought I was gonna suck and they were like it was like a joke, it was like, haha, let's go watch this, it'll be hilarious. And then they were like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> now what are we gonna make fun of him not, for? Not so bad. Oh, they found things, sorry. <laughs> Alright, so give us a quick run through of uh, like the bands and the music and stuff you guys were doing before before Wax kinda kicked off. Oh, okay. Uh, well, as I mentioned, I was playing in hardcore bands. Um, playing guitar? Yeah, playing guitar. It, it was when I was still around on the Gold Coast. This scene there, was it's very all over the place. Yeah, sure. Because, um, you know, the, the Gold Coast is not really uh, kind of tight-knit. It's, everything's really spread out. So I started playing with essentially the South Gold Coast, North Tweed kind of hardcore scene. Right, yeah. And um, I, was, I played in a band called Satellite Years, which was um, a band I played with... Um, drummer from Morning Tide and um, oh, shit. guitarist from Vices for Virtue and things like that and then after that band I like that was I was there for like a year and a bit and um, kind of just got you know tired of um, the band politics I suppose and and, um, and the sound and so yeah. I left and um, probably like a, a month or two later after that I joined a band called Promises which um, funny enough had a member from Morning Tide and again Vices for Virtue it was very incestuous like, that scene wasn't it definitely like the whole North Coast hardcore thing around that time you know there was a tight knit community and everybody kind of you know shared people yeah and, yeah yeah and um, so yeah that was the uh, that was the other band I was in and that one was um I really dug that band, and then I was actually still in that band when I joined Wax, so I was juggling the two, and then um, eventually Wax just got way too busy, and I was like, I just can't juggle the two anymore. I kind of was, I really, I I got over the um, playing the more heavier kind of genres of music, and I I just really wanted to focus more on, you know, experimenting with with my playing and, and playing something, you know, 
more akin to my likings, which is like, you know, punk and indie and alternative music. Sure, yeah. That's what about you? Um, yeah, like I was saying before, um, my first professional band that I was in, uh-huh. I was playing bass in like a pop country band under Brie Jerome. She was okay. uh, she was on The Voice and she broke away from that. No, not The Voice, sorry. Australia's Got Talent. So, oh, sure. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, she, she pulled out. She did pretty well, but um, she didn't want um, like record labels like linked to that show owning all of her music yeah, for the rest of, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. It, it was really complicated before that I was playing in an all girl surf rock band that lasted about a week <laughs> but that's how Sounds I met awesome. her no no we were like I was around that time I was jamming with a lot of people and um, a lot of bedroom like bands sure. and just out of high school and yeah she was like oh do you want to come play bass with me and I was like cool and yeah like it was a good experience to like start gigging and I don't know getting to know the crowd but I definitely realized very quickly that they weren't the kind of band that suited me they were all Christian for one thing oh. which was good in one way because like they'd give me all their drink tickets and shit <laughs> but um and like man they would be upstairs like or like in a green room all praying together and I'd oh, be at the fucking bar I know that's <laughs> always gotta do it yeah like I just cheap. yeah <laughs> man and um it was really fun, but at that point, I'd realized I like it was a good stepping stone to like get my get my head around how the whole scene works and how. Right, yeah. And then I kind of like started wax, and then I was juggling the two bands for a while, and then I just said to her, you know, like I'm sorry, I, I can't keep going, and she was really understanding. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I just kept going with wax for then. It's wax has been my entire life for the last four years. Hectic. <laughs> yeah. Tom, what about you? Like I said, I went to uni for music straight out of high school. So I like went and did an audition and went to a place called James C, which you have one here as well. Yes, we do. Yes, indeed. Um, it's actually grown quite big since then. But I was yeah, there like, yeah. the second year ever of Brisbane, or fourth or third year or something. At the, okay. the Brisbane campus was open. Right. I actually met you in there on the first day I went, which is who's our guitarist now. Okay. Um, and our bassist also went there, but the year before, and we never met him there. Right. Um, oh, wow. Like I said, I just wanted to play a lot, so I yeah. like kind of put my hand up for a lot of different. Because all three years had different musical projects they had to do for like assessment, so I just I, I was in a few of them. Um, and then there was like a showcase performance and I was in one of those mm-hmm. and then um, I started my own thing with you and our guitarist yeah. so I ended up being in nine projects at the same time Oof. and I had a 25 to 30 hour a week rehearsal good schedule good god man yeah it was a lot <laughs> so glad we don't do that <laughs> <laughs> you whittled it down since I'm assuming five if any five to seven to nothing um, it's more like nothing <laughs> yeah so the, fir- the first like we did um, all these assessments like kind of shows and like the uni would book out venues and like everyone's parents basically would come and they'd bring their friends and charge five bucks and stuff but it was like yeah it was like an assessment thing so it wasn't um yeah it wasn't really the same so then the first thing i did outside of that was all with people from that uni but um basically a random kind of rock funk outfit we started called mediocre um (laughs) me and you were both in it and it was a lot of fun we did this weird show up in the Gem Fields in North Queensland, which is like yeah, wow. a 12-hour drive north from Brisbane. What okay, the hell? for like country dudes. Yeah, it was weird. Like um, we played the Mansfield Tavern all the time. Oh, represent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 22. Um, 
and then that kind of stopped. I started a rehearsal studio, like with the feeble money I was making, like in real estate at the time. And mm. then I uh, met Maz through that because she rehearsed there with a really primitive, unnamed, form, like version of Wax, and they had right. another drummer who. Like left rehearsal to go to a toga party. Yeah, <laughs> and never came back. Yeah, and they were like, "Must some party." I know. You want to play I drums? Know. And I was like, "Yeah, sure." Like jumped in. We Maz had this like idea for a song, which at the time was like the best thing I'd ever heard, and it was hilarious. <laughs> oh my god, I hope that shit yeah. never comes it's buried out. deep. Oh, uh, you never know. Max, be, be on the deep web somewhere. Oh yeah. god. <laughs> Someone. So, did you all have the same first? Wax show? Like, were you in the band by the time Wax had played? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The first show ever, me and Maz and two other people were in it. Uh, It was a house show, yeah. It was in Sunnybank Hills in Queensland and, like, on the basketball court in the backyard. And then the other next couple of gigs we had were at Ricks. Yeah. Right. What do you guys remember about those first few shows? Uh, (laughs) I remember I I broke a tambourine on my very first show. (laughs) God damn! And it was, like, a really nice tambourine that, that the guitarist in our band, Elijah... His mum like had been cherishing for a really long time, <laughs> I and I was just like, "Yeah, this is sick!" And I was just like smashing it on my leg, God and I was like, damn. "And I, I was like, I, I'll pay but pay you back for it," but I never did because I had no money, oh, and like God. I was like, I was also in uni as well, so that didn't help. But um, and then yeah, I remember Our friend Emily greened out. In oh the yeah, <laughs> yes, she was really really cooked. Um, and then we, Hi, Emily. Yeah, hey, Emily. We love you. Um, that was actually really funny. Yeah, not for her, though. Uh, <laughs> always funny. Yeah. Really it's funny. When it's not you. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think our next couple of shows were at Rick's because we'd, uh, we'd uh, signed up to go into the Rick's Exposed competition, uh, which, was what? Like, we ended which we ended that. up winning, well, which was like, we got a novelty check. Uh, who's laughing now? Yeah, exactly. We got a $1,000 novelty check, so Bam. whatever. Living I, it. I know. Oh. I know. Love thousand dollars for like five different heats, all yeah. unpaid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of adds yeah. up. Kind of yeah. end up getting paid, sort of, for the shows. Just play. checking receipts is just like, yeah, all right, I guess. Yeah. I can, yeah, fucking hell. So yeah, as you mentioned, like this band has kind of been your life-consuming entity yes, for the last absolutely. few years. So I haven't uh, been in another band since we started this. No. Well, just, there's no time. Yeah. I don't think anybody has. No. 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 You, you, and, you and Look quit at this. a band to get into this. Griff quit a band to get into this. I quit a band to get into this. I'm the only one that that. didn't. I just like ended my current thing that was already on the (laughs) way out. But literally everyone had to stop something because our commitments now are unreal. We were just like, we are going to do this. Trying to work as well and pay for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what have been some of the the highlights for you over the the course of, you know, touring and and building up the kind of the profile of this band Uh, over the last few years? I mean, it feels like they're happening now, to be honest. Well, highlights would have to be definitely playing some some incredible venues. And the feedback from the fans have been amazing, you know? Meeting so many people who who just talk about how how much the EP or any of our music means to them. Yeah, sure. Playing? What, you going? Yeah, even like the... um, Support from our peers within, you know, within music yeah. and stuff like that. A lot of a lot of musicians come out and just tell us how amazing, you know, yeah, music is, and they're they're gunning for us and everything else. Yeah. Playing with Kim Gordon was probably one yeah. of my yeah, highlights. Fuck, yeah, man. We, we supported Kim Gordon at the Spiegel Tent at our Brisbane Festival. Was this with Bodyhead? Or? No, no, she played her own solo show. Yeah, right. And it was incredible. And then 
afterwards we thought there's no way she's gonna fucking come talk to us mm. she came over and she was like do you guys want to drink some scotch and we all just like <laughs> we all like we all drank scotch with Kim Gordon yeah, and fucking, we just picked her brain for yeah like and she talked so much about Sonic Youth like we were like is that like taboo but she was like so about it and we were like wow just talking all about Thurston that was uh, the craziest just ragging on Thurston yeah, yeah that was the craziest say ragging. shit <laughs> Yeah. Hinting. Yeah. <laughs> Hinting. Yeah. She was super she was down to earth. Very and, like, lovely about her and quiet. A lot. Yeah. 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 No, she was amazing. Yeah. Who else? Oh, we got to play with a band called um, what was it called? White Long. There was this. Oh two, yeah, White Long are amazing. Yeah, yeah, we played with White Long really and their support thing. band. Um, oh, that's I. Right. Oh um, my god, what upset. were they called? Upset. Mm. Had the drummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ali Collar. Oh, oh yeah, and Patty Shemmel used Patty to play drums. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, got to meet Patty Schemmel. That was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> Absolute legend, yeah. yeah. She's so cool. Total legend. Like, she looks haggard, but like... <laughs> yeah. I'm sure she'd appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> the years have not been kind to Patty Schemmel. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking amazing drama, though. Yeah. It's when that documentary was coming out. Yeah, yeah it hit so hard. I mean, yeah. it actually came out, yeah. like, the week after we played with it. Oh, so brutal, but such an amazing doco. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, like you said, like... In, in like the last like year or so things have really started to pick up for you guys even like, the last two months <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah like is it kind of an overwhelming thing to have like everything happening yeah, at once yeah, we were kind definitely. of talking about it before like we've done a few a few headline tours now for like various releases and it's like we started doing them when we were going through all these lineup changes so that yeah, kind of stagnated yeah. things for yeah, a bit sure, sure, sure. and we were finding our feet but it was we were just discussing this the other day like we had like, you know, we've done this a few times, doing the same kind of venues every time. Yeah. And this time, like, they're selling out. So, it's weird, because the next time we do this, it won't be at the same level. We're going to have to do another one-up. So yeah, sure, sure. Fit more people in kind of thing, yeah. which is crazy to think about, because it's the, like, you know, every other tour has just been the same, like, 100 to 200 cat rooms, etc., etc., and now it's, like... Whole new thing. Yeah, so, yeah. It's it really does feel recent with these all these tour announcements and like the EPs going pretty good. And, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's fun, very exciting. Perfect. It's weird Perfect. to like work so hard for so long. Yeah, and then one day it's, it's like, oh, now it's gonna yeah. be yeah. like, oh, that's <laughs> maybe not today, maybe yeah. not tomorrow, yeah. but someday. But it, feels, four more years, it, but... it feels so good because. Everybody's been really, like, gunning for us. They're like, man, I saw you two years ago, and I was just hoping that something would happen for you guys. Aww. Like, And, like, I was yeah. just like, man, like, it, it just means so much that people think that we really deserve it. And yeah. Because yeah. we've worked our asses off, and... That's lovely. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. That's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Okay, so we will wrap it up here, but before we do this, I ask this of all of my guests. It's now your turn, Wax. I want to know about the best and worst shows that you have ever played in your entire lives? Uh, individually or collectively? Uh, we'll go individually. Uh, for me, it was when we played Port Macquarie uh, as part of the Rad Store opening or first year party thingy. Or It was like a Fotson kind of pre-birthday or yep. pre-party thing before Fotson. I got high out of my mind. Uh-huh. And, yeah, and just like an idiot thought, like, oh, I'll be fine for the show. <laughs> and then we started playing, and it wasn't a good thing. I was just all over the place, <laughs> making mistakes, sweating profusely. It was the <laughs> worst performance. It's the hot mess. Yeah, yeah, I was literally a hot, hot mess. mess. Yeah, yeah, love it. It was, yeah, my, my, my worst performance. That and falling over onto your drum kits at uh, Workers Club. I love yeah. that show. That was yeah. fucking Oh, curtain, the curtain, wasn't it? Yeah, Workers, no, Club. Workers Club. Workers Club, yeah. 
That's it. Just just ass overhead. Just I I I tripped on cables and all it took was Marie to bump in bump into me a little bit and then like I fell and just took half a Tom's drums. With oh me. Yeah. yeah, I was like playing Hectic. a groove you on the floor Tom and then it was gone and I was like, oh, <laughs> guess I'll improvise. Just move over to the other one. Just, did, that's yeah. actually what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Best one. Best show. Um. Foundry, uh, Mountain Goat Valley Crawl. Yeah, wow. Like, it was yeah. packed. Like, Foundry's I, so I, good. They, it's like 350 cap, but felt like a lot more. They had 500 people in the. Really? Dude, that's wild, yeah. yeah. Oh, just kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was huge. It was a lot of people outside the door, too, lining up. Hectic. Yeah. yeah. Um, for me, it wasn't so much a performance, I mean, a, a show so much. Um, we, when we were filming the video for Eye for an Eye, um, we had, like, a group of people in the room. Okay. Um, and basically, I don't know if you've seen the video, but I built this this devil helmet, which was completely made out of smashed mirrors. Mm. Like, a complete mosaic, right? It was Look heavy. It was heavy as fuck, right? And um, the, the, the director was like, oh, let's do a run-through of the performance. So there were people all through this room, um, and and um, he's like, try it without the helmet. Put the helmet in front of you. So I start going a little bit crazy, doing my thing, and there's a lot of smoke around. And I'm like, oh. I didn't realize that like I was getting a little bit lightheaded. And one of the horns was like really, really sharp. Like I hadn't really like like filed it down. yeah filed it down. And um, I lost my balance and fell right Uh-oh. on the horn of this like glass oh. mask in the first ah. five minutes of filming. And I have a massive, it, it cut through my clothes and it cut through my butt. And I have oh. a permanent scar on my butt. Brutal. And then um, I had to like go through and do like another four hours of filming after Dude, that, just bleeding from my butt. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was pretty brutal. And that, and also when we played at World Bar, like three years ago mm. I chipped my tooth on my mic oh. that was pretty hectic um, so I was like oh right there yeah yeah, yeah. Um, that was pretty nuts um, but like I think the best show we've ever played well, I'd have to agree was Mountain Valley Goat the the Mountain Goat Crawl thing at yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Foundry just because it was the first really massive show and it really started to feel like people were paying attention yeah. um, and the crowd was absolutely insane um, the downside to that show was that I had got a massive migraine afterwards so because it was so it was fucking hot. It was, it was a, a heat wave, damn. and everybody's body heat was just like pushed onto us. Oh. And yeah, but no, it was really good. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, I think my least favorite show was like this is a long time ago. We played the first ever Jungle Love. Okay. And the night before that, we'd played a show with Stonefield at the Trifford. Oh, cool. So yeah. So we were pretty tired, and then we went. We drove in. It was like a real heat wave. It was like that year. It's that, like forty-one degrees. Oh god it damn! Was 43 yeah, where we were, and then places in other places were getting to forty-seven, even like forty-eight degrees. So it was. We got there and we were just sitting in the car. So I'm gonna do. So we just started drinking. We had no mixer. Everything was hot, and like yeah, basically we just like I just drank a lot of spirits straight, and then got on stage. It was forty-two degrees played the worst show I've ever played in my life to the 20 people that were watching us and yeah amazing and the best show I think we uh, did a Kingswood tour earlier this year and the yep. first Melbourne show 170 Russell was totally sold out yeah, yeah a lot of people crazy. there um, ready for it and, like, yeah. it was the first time we'd played to over a thousand people I think 
mm, and it in was one room. yeah in one room and it was the first time that like we'd done that and also people like knew the lyrics and they oh, were singing cool. back and going crazy nice so that was awesome yeah amazing mm. wax you have a new ep out it's out now it is mm. what's it called all the week Excellent, and you can get that literally everywhere. Yep, you find it on all the platforms. Wonderful. Online, uh, the street record stores have that, but um, if you jump on them online, you can pick it up relatively cheap. Excellent. Yeah. Yep. Wax. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. If you're around in Newtown, we dropped a couple off to Repress Records. Represent. You, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Best record store. Guys, thank you so so much. Thank, thank you so, so much. much. I'm David Kim Young, and all my friends are in love.